Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. a show today here on 610 Sports Radio. Josh is bowling in Wichita today. I'm not lying about that. He's down in the doodah. He's down in Wichita bowling today. Uh, his daughter's in the state bowling championship, so best of luck to her down there. Josh will be back tomorrow. That uh, smooth, silky voice you hear is BW. And, of course, Jay Binkley riding alongside, who is happier than a pig in slop. And it, Jay's going to be in in a couple of weeks because Josh is taking a week off, and we're already talking about what we're going to talk about that week because, shockingly enough, wouldn't you know, the day that the, the week that Jay Binkley is in is the beginning of free agency in the NFL and he cannot wait for free agency to get legal off. tampering legal, legal tampering on March 11th baby you know what those are you know you think of these great words you you like talk about these great words in sports yeah legal tampering's got to be up there it's a good one I mean it's yeah. got to be near the top it's, it's a good legal one. tampering legal is tampering. what everybody looks forward to I know it's like the big thing in the NFL legal tampering I think this is the it's best like the, the best time of year to be an NFL fan is that's right a good name now of a podcast legal, legal tampering, tampering. write like it, it down and trademark it before somebody else yeah, steals it because like that is a good one legal tampering. but this is the best time of year to be an NFL fan with yeah. all the rumors and innuendos and gossip and all that kind of stuff like and it's the much combine better. starts today Bob. that's for, right well it's and, already started today's the first First on-field workout. We see dudes in their underwear today, and I know you're excited about that. Football on a stick guy, run the 40, hit the popsicle sticks. Like, we got a lot going on in the NFL. This is, I'm not kidding, this is the best time of the year. Would you rather talk about rumors and innuendos and trades and all this stuff or watch Carolina take on Atlanta in week seven? Um, I think the NFL offseason is probably the number two sport in America. Yeah, behind the NFL regular season. Yes. Yeah, no, uh, honestly, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, because I remember when legal tampering 
hit during March Madness. Yeah. A few years ago. Sometimes it coincides. This year it's not. Mm-hmm. More people are paying attention to that yes. than even first round. Well, when is Selection Sunday this year? Selection Sunday the 10th? Yeah, it's it not, is, right? I think I think Selection Sunday is the 10th, but you are right about so, that. So it is. People will be talking about that more in the tournament. Yeah, that's just the way it's been it, the last couple of years. It's been the last couple of years. You're, you're right about that. And, and we kind of noticed that recently. We're like, wait a second here. This NFL legal tampering starts on Monday, March 11th. Selection Sunday was on the 10th. And then we have legal tampering in the NFL, and nobody's talking brackets until you get to Thursday and the games tip it's the way off. the right? schedule's become. Yeah. The schedule's become a main event. It's I, a main event. I, I always laughed when uh, our previous boss let me have a night show on the schedule day. Yeah. And that was just, you know, he's just appeasing me or making me happy. But now it's a huge, it's a huge event deal. Huge that was event. only like six years ago. I know, you know? I know. It, the schedule release week is huge. All the morning shows have it. Uh, Combine starts now. I mean, this is this is great. I love it. We just had the Super Bowl, and now all of a sudden you got the con. This is a huge event in yep. the National Football League, and <laughs> the Chiefs barely, barely been done with the Super Bowl. Same month. Any of the combine. Well, we just like three weeks ago, we were talking about the Super Bowl, and now here we are going into who's going to be on the team. We've already gotten rid of MVS. We've already gotten, you know, some guys moved out and moved in, and, and McCall Hardman's causing all kinds of kerfuffle going on. We'll oh, yeah. talk about that as the morning rolls along, but I love, I absolutely love this time of the year because there's no rumor that isn't juicy. There's no rumor that isn't good. There's no rumor that isn't wonderful, you know, right about now. So here we sit. We're going to open the uh, the Jay Southland text line. So uh, to, uh, Jay's Southland tow service text line easy enough for me to say to you today at 913-586-7610 because well you finally saw it yesterday the chiefs after you know months of waiting uh finally released their plan yesterday for what a re-envisioned arrowhead stadium looks like and i'm just going to throw it out there what did y'all think of the renovations that were thrown out there by the Chiefs yesterday because I like the fact we're going to get 170 more urinals. I like the fact that we're going to have some more concessions and 3,000 more parking spaces. I like the newer scoreboards and better sound. But what is this? what do these renovations really add to the community? Like we, we've talked about this community benefits agreement and, and, and whatnot, and I'm looking at what the Chiefs proposed, and without a roof, I, there, it's nothing. It's nothing different for the community. It's nothing really different for uh, Jackson County taxpayers, those who don't go to the game. Some of the renovations look really, really nice, but I look at it and I go, is it really what we need when it comes to the Chiefs, and, and I'm so torn on this because I love the downtown stadium plan. I do. I love what the Royals are doing, and I love John Sherman putting in a billion dollars plus of his own money and the investors' money into building a new downtown ballpark and reviving, you know, an, an, an area that does need reviving. People will tell you it doesn't, but I know people who have had businesses down there, and that's Sinclair Station across the street there. There's some bad stuff that happens there a lot. So kind of clean up that area, give you a new baseball stadium. The Chiefs thing, I looked at it and went, all right, maybe if you're paying for that stuff out of your own pocket, I'm cool with all of those kind of renovations. But from from a taxpayer investment without the roof and without the ability to bring these big events to town, I thought it kind of fell a little flat yesterday. Like, I, I like what they're doing, but I don't like the fact that they're asking the taxpayers to pay for that kind of stuff. If I'm a taxpayer in Jackson County, I'm looking at that, I'm going, what am I getting out of this? What's my bang for the buck with these Chiefs renovation plans? So I thought they were beautiful. I thought they looked good. But for 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 a taxpayer thing, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably something you should pay for on your own. So, what do you guys think of, of of what we saw yesterday? I was thinking, okay, structurally, the thing needs work, we right? Right, that. sure. Or, or my favorite terms, better batch of concrete. Better batch, yeah, that was that was interesting, right? Yeah. We, we got a better batch than the co- which well, could be true. I don't know. True. You know yeah, I don't like, study concrete. Comes in uh, different batches, but anyway, yeah. I thought that was uh, funny. But there's not a lot for the. Uh, 
I, I've always been like, you might as well go ahead and build something brand new right there, spot, you right. Mean, figure it out. But I didn't see a ton for like the regular fan. Right, like, exactly. I used to go well, out there. Well, they did tie the upper deck together. Well, cool. There's going to be some fans and Canopy some things and up there things. and some extra, you know, urinals. <laughs> extra urinals. Which is always good. You, the more, you know, the more you know, places to pee, the better. Well, there's a lot of suites and stuff like that. There's yeah. a lot, of, lot more parking. There's a lot of parking there anyway. Yeah, 3,000 more parking like spots. I like that. like that. Yeah. No, I mean, it just didn't blow me away, I don't think. I mean, getting new video boards and stuff like that, that's what all teams do. They for do their that stadiums. all the time, yeah. Anyway, I used to pay 75 bucks a year for end zone seats back when I was in How high school. How much did you pay? 75 a year. For the year. For the whole For the year. whole season. And now you see all these suites and you everything. You ain't even getting one game for oh, $75 right, dollars now. Part, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't. But anyway, I, <laughs> well, you're I not going, to, you're not going to the current game. Let's <laughs> chill a little bit. You can park at Arrowhead for less than you can park at a current game. But I was thinking about those kind of things. But, I mean, it was cool. But it, obviously, the facility needs upgrading. I mean, it's old enough. It needs structurally to be more sound. So yeah. I, I totally get that. They, so they throw there's some renovations uh, that you're going to have in there, but it does need work. And yeah. I think we can all recognize like, that. I think if, if it was just the chiefs asking for, for, uh, for funds to upgrade, I would vote no on that, but yeah. because it's the Royals tied in and you get a new downtown ballpark, I would vote yes on that. I'm not telling anybody how to vote or whatever. I'm just, I'm just trying to garner opinion yesterday of what folks think of what they saw. Were you whelmed, overwhelmed, underwhelmed, meh? Like what, what did you think when you saw the the renovations for for Arrowhead Stadium yesterday. I talked to somebody at the J yesterday. This guy's like, "Well, look what they're doing." I'm like, "Well, what did you want?" And he goes, "I don't know." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> well what I wanted to do is why it took so long? Wow, why, well, why did it take so long? Because absentee votes already. I know they, they've going. been voting yeah. since February 16th, and that's something we will get into as well as but the morning was... rolls along. Like, why did this take so long for the Chiefs to roll this, this thing could have out? Been rolled right? out of a long time ago. And why is it taking so long for the Chiefs and Royals to put together a campaign to tell everybody to vote yes that just started running this week? Right. I mean, I don't know about you guys. The more people I talk to, their minds have already been made up whether they're a yes vote or a no vote on this thing, right? And I don't know that yesterday's red renovation swayed anybody one way or the other beautiful like i said beautiful renovations things that need to be done but for the public to have to pay for those things i'm like eh, yeah i don't know b-dub you live in jackson county what'd you think i was completely underwhelmed by it you know i i, I saw a lot of stuff for the one percenters yeah um I don't know what an activation zone means. That means you can spend more money there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it looked like an iPhone update to me. That's yeah. what it was, an iOS update. And, you know, the the sad part was when I heard that it's a, a $800 you know, million dollar project and we're only going to put in $300 million. Right, and right. Uh, at least go half. At least go half, yeah. The um, Royals are going half, if not more than half right. on their project. And the yeah. Royals have taken a lot of flack for you know the PR aspect of what they've done, but what they've put together is amazing. What the Royals have done is beautiful. It's gorgeous, I, I, man. I, I love it. I think it's a game changer. Yep. And as a Jackson County resident who still lives in Kansas City, Missouri, I still understand the significance of this vote. I'm not voting on a stadium per se. I'm voting on whether or not I'm keeping the Royals and Chiefs in Kansas City, Missouri, in right. Jackson County. Um, but I was just underwhelmed. I I, I I I don't know what I wanted, but what I saw, I, I was like, eh. Yeah. Okay, thanks. You put a fresh coat of paint on there and gave us some heated concourses and now in the 300 level, I can walk all the way around and I got a little canopy over my head, but 
you know, a lot of that stuff, the suites, I'll never be in those end zone suites. Right. I'll never be able to afford that stuff. I can barely afford to, you know, take my wife and daughter to a game and be able to stay for the whole game sure. without, you know, getting a second mortgage. It's like going to Five Guys, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take out a second mortgage. Yeah. Or, or going to Wendy's during surge yes, pricing, absolutely. which they've done away with, by the way. Real Wendy's quick. has thought real fast, <laughs> and they said no more surge pricing, so that went away. Uh, really fast, but 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 I, I yeah I I just think like I, I looked at those just again beautiful I I like the concept of it, but I don't like the concept of the taxpayers having to pay for stuff that are really like there's not a there's not a community benefit. Had there been a roof on top of Arrowhead, yes, then you've got a community benefit yes. because you can bring events to town and you can bring play things like as you mentioned yesterday WrestleMania or you know Super Bowls, Final Fours, all of those things that you need that dome stadium for. And and that's kind of where I stand on this. Like from a football standpoint, I know people like the elements and the outdoors, but that's why you build a retractable roof and leave the thing open for game day. Like, I mean, it's, it's very simple what to do. And I just didn't, I didn't get that feel yesterday. Right. I think, I think my biggest disappointment too, was the whole thing where you thought was going to happen out there development. Yeah. There was going to be some restaurants and bars and they were going to develop that area. And right. I understand why, because nothing does develop there. They're right about that. I mean, I mean, Mark Donovan said it <laughs> They're yesterday. They're 100% right? right about that. But my question right, is. He said right now in this market, this is not it. a location that is worthy of developing. And I, he's I, right. I get, that. I get that. But I don't, I, here's the deal. I don't understand it. And here's why I don't understand it. I see development all over Johnson County. Mm-hmm. I see it going on north of the river. Right. And I've told you where the old Metro North is, there's all sorts of new restaurants, and they're putting really cool stuff up there. Right. If you're on a corridor of 435 in Interstate 70, mm-hmm. how is that not traffic? How is that not what you want? I see development in this city going in a lot less Areas than having I seventy and freaking four thirty five right but there. But there's not a lot of houses right there. There's no, not a lot of population but, right but, there. But I don't get it though because you you build it, they will come. But it's people tend to just travel very close but, to their but homes. You know what? The, you know? They used to say that the airport area wouldn't develop. Yeah, because there was nothing up there but the airport. And then an Applebee's at I-29. Oh, that was Barry a good Road. Applebee's, It was though, the number Jay. one Applebee's in the country. It was. <laughs> no, I know you're right. It was a good Zona Applebee's. Rosa. It really was. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, there's there's buildings in development. So going up to the airport, there's a lot of stuff up there now. Well, people are moving it, up it, there it, now, but, too, But it though. took a while. But it took a while. And I do believe that more than a Taco Bell and a burnt down Denny's can go up by Arrowhead Stadium. I just make it worth going. I thought the hotel was going to be there. And things like that. I guess I was thinking all this stuff was going to come, so I was kind of disappointed yeah. that that wasn't going to be part of the deal. But I, again, I don't blame the Chiefs for that. Oh, I, I think, don't either. I, I think I mean, it makes sense. You go where the population is, you go where the people yeah. are, and there hasn't been any housing developments out there ever since that I'm sports shocked. complex has been open. And. I will say it from a perspective of my friend Pat Sanders, who used to own S.A. Sanders out there, uh, and he had to close after the 94 baseball strike because he goes, without the games, I, I went under. I, I couldn't do it without the events out there. And so, I mean, there's a reason why for 60 years nobody's developed anything out there, and the Chiefs are like, we're not going to put our money into that. And I, and I don't blame them for not wanting to put their but, money but it's into hard, that. But the heyday of the Royals when they're bringing in 2 million fans, Yeah, I mean, that's 2 million people, plus you get the- all the people driving on I seventy and across. still nobody built anything. <clears throat> Which is out amazing. There. Those hotels can't make it out there. And anything I just that can't Adams Park is shuttered with all that foot traffic. Nothing, nothing in in sixty years. And so why should like, the I Chiefs inv- invest in that? And, and I, I understand. And I, I, can't, that. I, I totally understand. So you guys can weigh in what you thought yesterday. What did you think of the renovation plans that the Chiefs rolled out there? How does that affect you moving forward? Coming up, Clark Hunt did not get a favorable grade according to the players. We'll explain next. 
Cisco in the Morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yeah, one of the greatest songs of all time, and that's not an overstatement. You ask Ryan Lefevre, he'll agree with me on that one. And if Ryan Lefevre says something, I'm in on that because that guy's a solid, solid human being, one of the best dudes ever uh, on planet Earth. Shout out Ryan Lefevre today. Love you, Ryan. Um, appreciate everything, my man. Music. Yeah, I mean, like, you can see Ryan walking into oh, the booth absolutely. slow motion in this on opening day, like return of the Mac. Here comes Ryan, man. Let's go. Let's do this thing. Let's get some baseball underway. Coming up in about uh, 20 minutes, we'll have our Francisco Cortez update. Another uh, young player doing well with the Royals. We'll talk about him uh, in about 15 minutes or so here on 610 Sports Radio. Want to read a couple of your texts this morning. After seeing the Chiefs plan yesterday, what did you think of the uh, the renovations that the Chiefs rolled out? I I, I got a text from a friend of mine, uh, one of my, my good friends, Tracy, and uh, she said this morning, she goes, I thought the Chiefs plan would help the Royals. She goes, now I'm worried. Uh, now I'm worried that it may not help the Royals because of what went on there uh, with the uh, with the Chiefs uh, from the 913 so much for all the hotels and restaurants they were talking about well here's Mark Donovan about that we actually uh, did a pretty good analysis on real estate development what we could do entertainment districts etc and there's some reality that hits you pretty quickly um, right now in this market this is not a location that is worthy of developing um, so as, as harsh as that sounds, it's just the reality from a business standpoint. And that's the way you got to look at it. I appreciate Mark Donovan saying that. He said what nobody's been willing to say, guys, for the last 60 years, that this is not an area worthy of developing. It just it just isn't right now. It just didn't happen and just falls flat. I just I, I think the big picture, though, Bob, and it kind of – I understand people are upset about this. And right. They, they have a lot of feelings about this. And sure, people around absolutely. This town yeah. are talking about it. I get it. But I don't think people realize how difficult it is – to bring a team to your county. Sure. 
because Royals and Chiefs are here. That's great. You have four championships since 2015 mm-hmm. right out there at the Truman Sports Complex. But look at all these communities that try to bring a team in. Hell, Sprint Center since it opened or T-Mobile Center. They've been trying to you know get an NBA or an NHL team forever. Right. And it just not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to work. But all these places that want to bring a professional team into their county, and here you stand on the verge of maybe losing two of them, you don't get them back. You don't know. You don't know. That's the thing. You have your opportunity. They're there now if you want to keep them. But that that's the main thing. I understand the renderings and all that. That's fine. But if you live in that county and to lose two teams and to lose that 1% earnings tax from anybody that plays a concert or any athletes that plays big money in those areas, yeah. that is a bunch of money lost for Jackson County or the events that come into Jackson County because of the Kansas City Chiefs or the Kansas City Royals. It is amazing. The NFL drafted all the money that it brought here. Yeah. But you don't want to lose those teams. And I don't think people – that's the big picture. That That's, to, to me, the vote yes on it. Mm-hmm. Is if, I don't live in Jackson County. I live in Platt. But right. I'm just saying, had I did it, I don't want to lose teams. That's far and away number one. That 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 is the kind of the mindset I think a lot of people have. From the 913, you think the Chiefs stadium renovation plan is less than exciting because they want it to fail. Then Clark can move the team to the Kansas side, get all new facilities with less personal investment, and he doesn't look like the bad guy because it was the voters' decision. I will address that by saying what I said on Monday. Both the Chiefs and the Royals have better offers on the table from other jurisdictions that would give them more public money to build their stadiums in other jurisdictions around the metro area. So you can infer what you want to infer by that. You can you can believe what you want to believe. I'm just giving you the the facts that I was presented on Sunday, when I was flying back from Arizona, I got a text from somebody in the know saying, hey, this is exactly what's going on. Both franchises have better offers with better public funding from other jurisdictions out there. But we want to stay in Jackson County. Both teams want to stay in Jackson County. Does Jackson County want the Chiefs and Royals? That's now what it ultimately becomes. And if Jackson County wants the Chiefs and Royals to stay in Jackson County, then people will vote yes. If they vote no, though... Don't be, like, alarmed and stunned when Laura Kelly comes running across the state line going, give me the Chiefs, give me the Royals. Right, and they can easily buy out the rest of that lease and contract. If Absolutely. They to, Absolutely know? they can. Yeah, yeah. From the 816, I am in Jackson County. Chief stuff honestly makes me mad. Sweets at high dollars so they can make more money. They should pay for it. Lackluster announcement from the 913. Um, from the 815, how come no Chiefs Kingdom Village type of thing with no restaurant? Well, we just played the Mark Donovan cut. The area they believe is not worthy of uh, developing under uh, out there. Uh, from the 816, underwhelmed by a long way. SMH. Old voters talking at high V breakfast. <laughs> Enjoy the coffee, I fellas. Did. It's better than Quick Trips <laughs> yes. coffee. Uh, uh, let me see here. Adding a retractable roof doesn't benefit the taxpayers. They still can't afford to go to anything they, that they offer at Arrowhead from the 913. But it does benefit the community. It right. brings it in money brings for in businesses. Money. It brings in money for the people who own those businesses. It brings in money for the hotels. people who work at those businesses and the hotels and 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 and, and all of that. So um, I, I think what we're looking at right now is a lot of negativity right now on the text line, guys. That's kind of what I'm seeing from the 913. Boring. From the 913, lame. So I just think when I look at this right now, it's it's an overwhelming meh from the text line on what the Chiefs revealed yesterday. Just see how you feel when you see a moving truck 
take those teams out of that. Yeah. Just, what do you think your feelings are going to be when that happens? Right, exactly. When those moving trucks come to grab everything to go over to Kansas. Yeah, you're not going to like then it. Then now yeah. you got to think about it. Then what are you going to do? Right. When all that extra money coming there, that's, again, be careful what you wish for. Right. Be careful what Be you careful wish for. From the 816, so where do you think people are staying when they come into town to a Chiefs game? Same place they've been staying for the last 10 years, you know, in hotels all over the city. So, anyway, you can continue to, to, to weigh in on that as well in the Jay Southland Tow Service text line. The other story making news yesterday was Clark Hunt being ranked as the 32nd best owner by the NFL Players Association, which means it's dead last. And you look at that, and on the surface as a fan, I go, how does this apply to me? Okay, so some guys didn't get, you know, a, a nice chair in the locker room. And, you know, they, they didn't get some nice renovations in the locker room that they wanted that were allegedly promised after the 2022 season. And they said you made it to the Super Bowl, so we didn't have time to do the renovations and stuff like that. Like, it's very comical to me. I, I, I kind of look at it like, OK, is this like really stuff that matters or is this just, you know, employees complaining about their boss like, you know, we always do. And and sometimes you think it's, you know, the employees complaining about their boss. But there is a little bit of, you know, uh, concern for me because before Andy Reid got here, this place was a disaster. I mean, there's, there's no other way to put it right. Since Andy was hired, the place has been run like. The, the best thing on earth. It's been wonderful. My biggest concern with this ranking is that when Andy leaves and Pat retires, will the organization be set up for success moving forward? Can Andy take the things that maybe Clark isn't doing so well in the eyes of the players and help him change to become a better owner in the eyes of the players out there right now? And so I, I think that to me is what I take away from this because when Andy Reid leaves, you want this thing to continue to hum along with Matt Nagy as, as head coach, right? You with, with When Patrick Mahomes retires, you want this thing to continue to hum along with whatever kids in fifth grade right now playing quarterback that everybody's going to fall in love with soon, right? You want this thing to hum along. Essentially what you want this to be here in Kansas City is what the Pittsburgh Steelers are, right? That is an organization that has been really good forever, and that's because of ownership, right? doesn't matter who the coach was. It just continues to roll on and continues to have success. So when Andy signs this extension, which I said he was going to do months ago and five more years or whatever it's going to be here in Kansas City, one of the goals should be is help Clark do the things that the players don't like better and, 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 and elevate him a little bit and say, Hey Clark, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. So when I leave here, this organization is still humming and burning and running at a great rate. And it doesn't revert back to what it was before Andy Reed got here. And that's the thing that I kind of took away from that study yesterday. Yeah. And the one thing too, is when you see that ownership in the F minus, it is because of the facilities. Yeah. It has nothing to do with like how they're treated or whatever. This right. is mainly because of facility. The locker room was, I guess, the practice facility. They want a better one there because they just redid the ones. Well, that was done 20 years ago now, like 07, right? Well, no, they just redid it within the last couple of years oh, as yeah, far as yeah. at, the, at the main part of the main stadium, at right. Arrowhead Stadium, which they don't use very often. Just Yeah, the, oh, just the to, locker room there, yeah. yeah but yeah. I think they're talking about the practice the facility. Practice facility that that does need an upgrade. Yes, it does. It was Spartan yes, it when it opened. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm like, all right, that's okay. Yes, it does. I mean, yeah. But you've seen what some of these look like in some of these cities. It's insane. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Like, it looks like a, like a locker room from high school, but, oh, literally. It seems like now, like with, with college, everybody's in an arms race for facilities. Is that where we're headed in the NFL, like an arms race for facilities? Or players are still going to take the biggest check? Well, you know, like at the end of the day, Mitchell Schwartz, I think, tweeted yesterday, people care about three things when they sign a contract, money, money, and winning. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right about that. He's right about Absolutely. that. Players want their dough, man.
They want their dough. So I look at it from like a like a fan standpoint. What did that ranking mean for me? Not a whole heck of a lot. Hopefully, though, Andy Reid can help Clark in the area because we all need to get better at our job. No matter what it is that you do, life, everything, we can all get better at what we do, right? So Andy can help Clark along a little bit. Say, hey, Clark, do the, do a couple of these things. We'll take care of this. You'll be fine. Everybody will love you again, right? That's all you got to do. Get well, a couple of seats go up there in there. And say, hey, can we fix this up? A yeah, bit? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Can we can we get the, yeah. can we get this coach and uh, and can we we'll get some new out. weight machines? Yeah. In yeah. Here? Can we get a, can we get a rower? Can we get a couple massage therapists? Yeah. In here, Maybe a little bit know? better. Bring in B Dub. He can cook for right. us can on we occasion. Get some better meals in here. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Well, the, so. I, the nutritionists failed. They that was they were F's pretty much across the board. Right. right. Yeah. It yeah, was, it yeah. was not good. Other than Andy Reid, everything. Than Andy, yeah. But I will yeah. say this: it wasn't 100 percent turnout uh, for the voting either. And we all well, know nobody that, votes unless you're disgruntled. Right, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the strongest voice. Go to a restaurant. If you get reviews, they're going to be all people had a negative experience. Oh, it's terrible. The person yeah. that had a good time is not going to put anything. But if someone's got to complain about something, they're going to give you a review. Right. But they're not going to do it at a restaurant if they had a good experience. That's so exactly right. That's sometimes what you have to worry about with these kind of surveys because no one's going to take the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Unless you're pissed. That's it's a, like right. an employee thing. Like exactly. You, you're not going to fill it out and take time unless you're pissed. Right. Yeah. You know, everything's great. I don't have time to fill that out. I tell you what, Screw we're going to soap in the men's room. Let me fill out a form. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're exactly right about that. Coming up here on 610 Sports Radio, to draft or not to draft, that is the question. Next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Listen to Dayton Hughes Tuesdays at 7.30 right here on 610 Sports Radio. All right, coming up in about uh, 20 minutes here on 610 Sports Radio, we're going to take a little bit of a left-hand turn. Melissa Cooper, the director of aviation at KCI, is going to join us. The airport new terminal celebrated a one-year birthday yesterday. We'll find out what the plans are for the future of uh, of the KCI terminal and how that's going to benefit all of us here in Kansas City. What a great first year for uh, the airport terminal and with all this conversation of building new stadiums and how the airport truly impacted our city. And without that new airport terminal, a lot of the things we're talking about here in Kansas City may not be here right now. Uh, Jay Binkley in for Josh today. B-Dub over there playing the uh, the, the Muzak, as they like to call it in the, uh, in the supermarkets these days. Um, Jay had this question for me last night, and, and I think it's interesting because I don't know that many of us thought past wide receiver, you know, when it comes to the Chiefs. But besides wide receiver, where do you want to see the Chiefs go in that draft, and, and what position would that be? And Jay, for me, I, I think it's offensive line or defensive line. I think they can get better at left tackle. I'm, I'm not 100% sure about Wanye Morris yet. We saw a little bit of him look good, but I don't know if he's your left tackle of the future. I think offensive line is always a need. I'm looking to upgrade the center position potentially to find a guy who can snap the football. Um, and and defensive line, you always need big bodies on the defensive line. So that's where I would go, kind of offensive, defensive line. Where are you looking if it's not wide receiver? Well, I was right? just curious because today at the, at the combine, defensive line drills. Right. So and that's obviously a need for the Chiefs. Sure Bill Farrell's the only defensive lineman under contract. Yeah. It will be Chris Jones. We'll see. But. They don't have anybody coming back. That's the one that bodes well for Chris Jones. Sure. They don't have anybody under contract. But I was just curious. I mean, when you put it that way, I guess defensive line is a pretty big need for this. And so is offensive line. You mentioned Wandy Morris. To me, Wandy Morris was the key rookie last year. He was the key guy. When he got his four starts, it was like, that mattered a ton. That mattered where where the Chiefs go in the draft. Like, it was Wandy Morris going to be the answer. Here's a rookie that played a lot of right tackle at Oklahoma, playing the left tackle now. 
Wait, Andy Reid, will this be good enough Yeah, to sit at the end of the first round because you can get quality offensive linemen still at the end of the first round? I was just curious when that card is turned in, because you know, just going back, Bob, every week, doing the post game for the Chiefs, it was wide receivers. I mean, it was bad every week. It was MVS drops. Oh, and sure. Tony. And, and, oh, man, Detroit, they're going to have to draft a wide receiver. And this is a wide receiver draft that they could, you know, make the mark of seven receivers taken first time since 2004, which was a record. God. And I think when you look back in three or four years, say, why didn't we take a receiver? It's a receiver draft. Yeah. And seven were taken at that point. And a lot of people have seven going this year, but it's kind of like, are right, you sitting there 30 seconds? Still, See, that's the thing. You know, you have still, to bounce up a little bit, it's right? Still, well, it's still top of the second round, yeah. I mean, essentially. So there's still quality uh, receivers at 32. But if for some reason they didn't, could you sell yourself on, well, they need a tackle? Mm-hmm. Or do you expect a rookie tackle to actually perform for this team? You saw what Wanya could do last year. And, I mean, was it overwhelming? It wasn't underwhelming. Either. There was just average. It was fine, yeah. Or defensive line. I mean, is there something else you could talk yourself into if they went away from receiver? Because I am hell-bent on wide receiver. It doesn't matter. Yes, offense and defensive line are needs. I still want to receive. I, I understand that, but I also think, too, the Chiefs have done such a great job of not drafting for needs since Brett Veach has taken over, and it's paid off in a big, big way, right? They've taken the best available guys along that draft board since Brett Veach has taken over, and it has worked. Sometimes when you draft for need, you get out over your skis and you take somebody that may not be as good as somebody you could pass up on that goes to another team, right, at a different position, and you're like, damn, we missed out on that guy. So I, I don't want them to to draft for need at 32. I still want them to take the best available player, regardless of what position that is. I'd like to see him rebuild the room. Just like after the uh, Buccaneer Super Bowl game, right? it became imperative to fix this offensive line. It's a Brett Beach one to do. It's rebuild this offensive line. That's what he went to work doing. Right. Well, this wide receiver room needs rebuild. It does. It, it yeah. does. And listen, he's got the youngest defense in the NFL. They spent seven out of 10 picks two years ago on defense. They spent five out of seven. It was only that Friday night when mm-hmm. they threw a, die, a dart at Rasheed Rice and Wanya Morris. That was the only offensive players they took. And they took a great one in Rasheed Rice. Yeah, absolutely. He finishes yeah. number two in, in rookie uh, receptions and yards for rookie wide receivers. Right. Only behind Puka. Right. Which, as I told you, I don't know how much credit I'm giving the Rams. He was the he was the fourth, fifth-round selection of the Rams. So it's not like they were like, oh, this guy's great. Right. Are you giving the Rams more credit for Puka or the Patriots more credit for Tom Brady? Neither. Neither, right? Neither. Both of them just threw it art. Yeah. Right, exactly. They passed on him five other times. Right. Yeah. Have you watched the Dynasty yet with the Patriots on no, Apple TV? No, I want TV? to. Though. It's really good. I, I'm like into it. It's it's a it's a good watch. It's an easy watch. It's a fun watch. It's a good perspective. And they were talking about drafting Tom Brady, and and like I think it's revisionist history, obviously. But they're like, well, he was the best guy on the board, and he's sitting there. We're like, why aren't we taking this guy? He's the best guy we have rated, so let's just take him. And I'm like, eh, that one ninety nine, you kind of throw it a dart at that point in time, right? Well, yeah, you're complete throwing a dart if it's your fourth. Fifth round yeah, selection. Yeah, right. Exactly. If you thought he's better, he's going a lot earlier. A lot earlier, he's right. He's probably going to the first round. He's easily going to the first round. Now. But you can't, you can't, I mean, you not, Top not 15 pick. knock teams for doing that. You know, sometimes you just no, walk in the players. Through. Yeah. Like the Royals right now are looking into this Francisco Cortez guy that yeah. we, we talked about yesterday, you know, what on the show. Day, right? big, well, good Sneaky. day yesterday. He had a he had a hit yesterday. I made a great play at second. And, and you know, I, I was down there in Arizona, you know, doing some recognizance work over the last, <laughs> you know, couple of days. And people were like, kind 
kind of whispering this guy's name. And you're like, I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. Not anybody from the Royals, people from other organizations, right? They're like, this Francisco Cortez is pretty good. And so want to keep an eye on for like a midseason call up. But, you know, I heard yesterday they're making it hard for the coaches to not bring him up to the big leagues. But he is only 20 years old. And so when you've got a guy that's only 20 years old, you've got some time. You don't yes. need to rush him up. And when you have Witt and Massey as your middle infielders right now, you don't really want to rush a guy who, you know, who's just kind of coming onto the scene. So we'll see how he continues to, uh, to move along. Yeah. That, and I think that's probably the right thing right now. Like harness the, what's going on in spring training with this kid and then, you know, send him down double A wherever you, you want to start a 20 year old this year and kind of let him develop down there. And so that's kind of where it is with, with the football side of things as well. It's okay to get a guy that maybe you need to develop when you're a Super Bowl winning team, right? Like it, it's, it's an opportunity for you to go out there and get a guy that, you know, you don't need today but you will need tomorrow. And really they've been doing that since Andy Reed walked in with like the D Ford pick. And you're like, wait, we got Tomba and Justin Houston. Yeah, but you're going to eventually need this guy. And they've seemingly Jay always drafted a ahead year of ahead yep. of time. Right. Uh, Fisher, uh, Brendan Fisher, when it was uh, Eric, Fisher. Eric Fisher, Brendan Albert, excuse yeah. me, they drafted Eric Another Fisher. great one. Yeah. So, you know, you draft ahead of time. Shamari Connor, I do believe was drafted. For Jerry Sneed. Maybe. Because yeah. the same type of deal. It gets to the quarterback from the secondary, plays nickel. Play. Right. I, I totally saw the Shamari Connor as maybe a prelude to losing LeJerry Sneed. I yep. hate to lose him. You hate I, to lose I love LeJerry Sneed. But reality is, you know. But when I saw the Shamari Connor pick, I was like, that's LJ Sneed's replacement. Right, exactly. And and I think that's what the Chiefs have always been great at doing. And, and you mentioned Eric Fisher, too. And it reminds me of, like, we've been looking for a left tackle since he left. And my wife hated Eric Fisher. She didn't think he was any good. We haven't really had a left tackle since Eric Fisher left here in Kansas Brandon City, Albert, right? Yeah. But, well, Brandon Albert was after, before Fisher. Yeah, before him. Yeah, but, help but I'm saying since, since yeah. Eric Fisher, though, we really haven't had a mainstay. 2012 first pick. At that left tackle spot, right? Like, who, who we've had, like, the guy who blew out both knees of Simile, like, he was there for a hot minute. And then you kind of worked in, you know, the, the guy who thought he was better than he really was, Orlando Brown Jr., and then you had, you know, the Donovan Smith or whoever it was last year playing. Like, there, there really wasn't, like, that guy that really has taken over that spot. And I think left tackle, to me, is that one spot, obviously, on the offensive line you'd love to solidify. Kind of like your quarterback, your defensive end, you know, those premium positions. I'd love for them to find a 10-year Anthony Munoz, Eric Fisher type of tackle you know, going forward. It's hard to when you're picking last in the draft. All the time with the Chiefs are winning because they've won the Super Bowl with Fisher. Yeah. They've won one with uh, Orlando Brown. Yep. And they've won one with Donovan Smith. I know. It's crazy. So to think of three Super Bowls in five years and you've had a different left tackle each of those years is insane. No, that, that's that's nuts. It shows you just how good they are Considering on the offensive coach side. Considering your line coach. I know. You you want to get that left tackle position straight, I think, anyway. That's kind of where I stand. They tried to get Trent Williams hard. When they, they did. Didn't get Orlando no, Brown. They, they did, but but Trent wanted to stay. I yeah. mean, there's there's nothing no, you can do. You know, there's nothing you can do about so that. Somebody wants Orlando to Brown. stay. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think left tackle is always an area of uh, of concern. From the eight one six, can we just bring back Rofe? I'd love to bring back Willie Rofe. Oh, man. Could you imagine that offensive line, <sighs> Rofe and Shields and Waters and Wigman and all those guys right now with this offense? Oh, my Patrick goodness. Mahomes would never get touched, guys. Never. Like, that's the dream scenario. Like, we always talk about if, we, if you could do this and you could do that. Like, if you could create the, the perfect Chiefs team, right, you'd have what's out there right now, but you would have that offensive line from 2003 out there. That was the best offensive line I ever did see. Yes. 
right? Throwing a John Tate with him too. Yeah, that, that, that squad was unreal. Yeah, it's it is it is fantastic. I mean, he made Larry Johnson a lot of money. <laughs> Boy, did it, man! <laughs> some kid in yeah. Ohio in that group, no doubt. They, like, Brian, Brian Waters needs to be in Canton. Yes. Man. Brian Waters needs to be in Canton, Ohio. Chris Holmes needs to be in Canton, Ohio. He was the former fullback. Brian Waters. He was Cowboys. a defensive lineman with the Cowboys and a fullback. And then the Chiefs said, "All right, we'll take you, and we're going to convert you to offensive guard." And him and Will Shields became like the best guard duo in the history of the NFL. Brian Waters is a superstar that needs to be in the Hall of Fame uh, as well. Coming up here on 610 Sports Radio, we celebrate that one-year anniversary of KCI. Where are they adding flights to? We'll tell you next. Fesco in the morning. That's the way you pass the Johnson County parent test. You yell about offsides and have no idea what it is. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. I like that. Perfect song here on 610 Sports Radio as we roll through what we call Thursday in Kansas City. I'm looking up at the screen right now. They're saying Tyree Kill possible contract restructure in Miami. You don't say, do you? Tyree Kill possibly getting a contract restructure. One things of the, that need to be said. One of the coolest things that has happened over the last year is the new terminal out at KCI. I flew in on Sunday. We're talking with Melissa Cooper, the director of aviation at KCI, and I'm getting off the plane and I'm, I'm picturing for whatever reason the old terminal. I walked out and went, oh yeah, that's right. We got this new terminal now. And it wasn't like it was the first time I've flown in the last year. It was just like I just had that old terminal image and when I saw the new terminal, it's just, it still continues to impress this day. So Melissa, you're fairly new on the job, but how's the first year been? of the uh, the new terminal what is what has gone great for you guys well good morning um it has been a fun process we have celebrated a year yesterday and it's been fun to back to reflect we've had a lot of success with just what you said the feedback i had probably six people yesterday tell me i travel once a month and i still think i'm going to get off of the old terminal and i come and i see this new fresh terminal um, and, and just the excitement of what Kansas City has to offer um, our residents and then those who travel into the into the airport out of our community into our community. Bill, I think it's also you sped up the process for a lot of people, too. Like I, I've been I don't know how many times, you know, already through the new terminal. And I feel like I don't even wait in security lines anymore. Like everything just seems to be moving fast. It's clean. It's wonderful. It's updated. How has the effectiveness, if you will, uh, you know, changed over the last year from what we have with the old terminal? Because I know a lot of people were complaining as they always do when something new comes up. Yeah, I think there's a lot of apprehension for our local passengers on what to expect. You know, at the old facility, you would drive up, you'd be dropped off at whatever airline you're going, and you would just walk in. But you would stand in line at that gate because that gate had security, and that gate was processing all of those passengers at one time. Now, with a consolidated security line um, and two options for pre-secure and actually clear, so three options and regular screening, um, our wait times are are significantly low. Most times you walk up and there is no line. Um, I think the the maximum line we've had is about 15 minutes compared to some airports with hours uh, experiencing wait times. It's pretty remarkable how we can be prof- so efficient on getting people through security. You can take a shot at Denver. We do it every day. It's okay. <laughs> 
Melissa, are a lot of people still driving up to the curb to look at it? Because I know that was a problem in the beginning. People were driving up there, and it was causing, uh, you know, frustration. It seems like uh, a lot of times they've moved on now, and people have spent the first year, you know, checking it out. Uh, You still seeing that as far as people just going up to check it out, or is that done now? Well, I think we still have definite interest on – Seeing the new terminal, it's it's amazing how many people my my family have uh, come up to visit. But honestly, I was embarrassed to say my husband and my son haven't flown out of the new terminal, so they're going on a trip uh, later or in March just to be able to not be able to say they haven't flown out of it. So it's still new, uh, still so many people who haven't. But those who are coming on a on a pretty standard. Uh, time frame, understand it and have uh, kind of figured out some of those traffic concerns and, and where to park and how to drop off and, and how to do the thing more uh, more efficiently. So we're still learning. We have traffic control officers addressing um, the traffic and helping pe- move people along. And we're looking at some more uh, long-term solutions on traffic flow and signage and potentially new lanes uh, to help to help maximize that efficiency. When, when will that be in effect? Because for, for whatever reason, I haven't experienced the traffic that a lot of people have. I just sit in that cell phone lot till it's time to go over, and I do. I don't want to, you know, crowd the lanes or anything like that. But what are we looking at for improvement? Because I know around the holidays, people were upset again about the traffic. So, so when when will those quote unquote improvements happen? Um, they're ongoing now. We're in the middle of a traffic study with a traffic engineer to look at what's happening now and then to provide recommendations. I would expect in the next month or so to have some new signage. Um, we're going to have signs that you might already see on our downtown systems where it says left exit ahead. And so anticipating instead of getting people to back off into two lanes or into the right lane further uh, out of the airport, um, actually having them just get to the left and stay to the left uh, with that with that signage. So we're hoping those happen. And then we're actually looking at improvements uh, for relocating the cell phone lot and uh, decentralizing that from the other commercial curb operators uh, offering secure waiting and, and new facilities. So uh, that's uh, probably a year out, uh, but in the process of planning now. Melissa Cooper, the director of aviation at KCI here on 610 Sports Radio. So what does the future look like for air travel in Kansas City? What are you hoping to accomplish in the next year, I guess? Uh, the future's been, the future's now and the future's growing and the future's good. And uh, we continue to have a uh, uh, recovery from COVID numbers, and we're looking to uh, continue to grow routes and grow passengers and grow opportunities as the city continues to just blossom and, and have such success uh, bringing in FIFA World Cup and conventions and, and meetings. We're just seeing a significant increase in in traffic. So fingers crossed with the increase in Super Bowl traffic and an extra uh, leap day year, leap day in February, we have potential to have the best February we've ever had. That's fantastic. What about flights to Europe? Are we getting closer to adding an international flight out of KCI? That is the hot topic. We continue to work with uh, legislation to help find some funding. Really, we're looking to our business community within the Kansas City to make commitments and to, to really help us determine 
what is the best marketing package to give to those airlines and what are what do our travelers need, what do our business travelers want, what can they commit to and help us uh, help the community bring that traffic and that, that airline route to Kansas City. What does it take from the business community? Like you say, you talk to the business community in financial packaging. We heard you wanted like $5 million from each state to contribute to that kind of stuff. Like what does it take to secure that international flight that's so long coveted here in KC? It's our opinion that we have to have true commitments. If company A, B, and C can commit to and financially obligate themselves to a certain amount of tickets to help incentivize and and provide risk aversion to the airlines that they know that they have a commitment for X amount of seats, we think that'll go a long way in in helping us market those routes. What about the restaurants? How are they doing inside of of, of Casey? I know I've, I've seen some airports are like selling passes now where you can just go eat at the airport if you wanted to. So how are the restaurants doing and are you guys considering that? The restaurants are going well. It's been a it's been such a a change from our old facility where there were some grab and go options and it was just limited in space and size. But to have such a an enhanced concession program that really represents Kansas City, uh, our concession dollars that we're seeing from sales per and plane passengers have doubled um, since the old facility. And things uh, the offerings are great, the tastes are great, the smells are great. The drinks are great. Um, so it's been a super success. We are looking at this year uh, working with the city to roll out a visitor program that would allow um, anyone to come in after being um, vetted through a software program and through TSA to allow them to come in for um, portions of a day to to experience, whether that's to pick up a loved one or to come eat at the fine restaurants. Uh, that that's something we hope to roll out this year. All right. Well, you've got, you know, one year in this time next year. What do you want to say that you guys have accomplished at the terminal? This time next year, we want to be able to say all of the things that we had learned from day one, we have addressed and that have actually been accomplished. For example, we had um, some signage misses in the current facility with the terminal. Um, sometimes on paper, what you see versus what's actually installed uh, misses that 3D element. As you walk in, you look to your right and left to see how to get upstairs to go to departures level, and there's an elevator shaft there, mm-hmm. uh, things that we didn't see. So we are addressing those this year. We're finishing some um, longer-term capital projects and um, that are kind of things that we needed to enhance from that opening day. So we're hoping to have a better experience, a seamless experience for our passengers um, as they travel through our great city to go to wherever the world takes them. Well, that's awesome. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on today for a couple of minutes. We love what you guys are doing up there. Keep it going. And this time next year, I want to board a flight to London. Excellent. I will work on that. And we really do thank um, you and your team just for the support for the last I mean, it's been a year of opening, but before that, it took a lot of support from the community, and you guys were great partners, so thank you. Well, we appreciate that. Thanks so much, Melissa. Take care. Have a good day. You too. That's Melissa Cooper. She is the director of aviation for KCI, uh, and they've got some great things going on up at that new terminal. B-Dub, figure out that phone. I don't know how to do that. I think you can go to Jamaica, though. You can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamaica, Mistaka. Yeah, you can go to Mexico. I'm I'm talking, you know, Europe. Oh, I know you are. I think you can go to Jamaica. Yeah, you can go to Jamaica now. You can go to... uh, 
Mexico. You can go to Canada. There's some Louis. other place, St. Louis. Why would you want to go there? But, right. uh, you know, ultimately, like, I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd going rather over go to Topeka. You're going over to see the Battlehawks there, yeah. Jay? Yeah. Jay probably is going to see the Battlehawks, right? Are they going right? to tear those other uh, terminals oh, down? Uh, eventually they yeah. are. Yeah, Josh seemingly thinks we have squatters and zombies yes. in yeah. them right I heard now. That which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is fantastic because you could definitely see. Turn them into a haunted house. You know, something like that going on. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.